Right, uh, I have entitled this uh, recording today Mathematics and Politics <clears throat> and um, there is the mathematics of politics there is the politics of mathematics I suppose we could say there's the mathematics of mathematics and there's the politics of politics and initially we might consider that they are uh, very much apart but in fact the philosophy of politics is akin to the philosophy of mathematics and they are quite similar oh one of these days again I don't know where I'm going and it's one thing that I've found over a long number of years. Oh, there's something wrong now with this. I'm going to stop it and start. Okay, um, I don't know what's going on there, but it should be all right. Um, what's the link between mathematics and politics? And in one sense, it's, I suppose, in, 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 in a very real sense, um, the origin of mathematics and the origin of politics both come from deeply within the Greek tradition, at least in the European context anyway. And there is this notion of the great um, tradition of democracy of Western Europe in particular and America and um, and the Western countries in particular let's the demographics of democracy are, are somewhat spread and these are also the countries where um, the tradition of Greek-based mathematics have held sway for the past 100, 200 years. And um, I'm trying to think, what am I saying? And again, I must just allow these, these, these thoughts to come out and must allow these phrases in one sense because, you know, um, I don't know what I want to say. I honestly don't know what I want to say. I have been thinking about this for quite a while. That there is a link between mathematics and politics. And in one sense we had the great annual demonstration of that link in Ireland. And uh, I know other countries would have had it around this time of the year as well. And that is where the... Um, annual budgets are presented and discussed and debated by politicians and by journalists and they will quite oftenly state mathematically speaking but you know the mathematics of politics and the politics well the mathematics of politics is very 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 simple <laughs> I, I, I would have to say 
is hoodwink enough people so that we can get elected at the next general election. And that's what the mathematics of politics is all about. I mean, in, in Ireland in particular, we had a, a the introduction of a new tax last year, um, in last year's budget. And in this year's budget, we have the manipulation of the charges, and of course I'm talking about water charges, the manipulation of those charges as a political instrument. And I don't know why politicians keep trying to get elected. It obviously has got to do something to do with... I went for the Dáil myself twice um, with the Natural Law Party. And uh, our, at that time, our policies would have been quite different because we would have seen the introduction of um, meditation into the educational system as one of our policies. That would have resulted in a sea change in the relationship between mathematics and politics. And um, just the other day, or t not today, yesterday, was it yesterday? Or today, actually, I was reading a, a, an article from the, I think it was the Hindustan Times on Vedic mathematics. And again, it was basically commenting on as to whether or not Vedic mathematics is truly Vedic. And there was a response basically saying that it was. Unfortunately, it wasn't, I suppose the only thing I would say is it wasn't by someone from, from India. And, um, you know, whether or not the sutras of Vedic mathematics are uh, to be found in the Vedas, to me, is immaterial. They are, in fact, if they weren't called Vedic mathematics, if the sutras weren't called Vedic mathematics, <laughs> they could have a much, much greater um, popularity. I call them natural computation. Because to me, they are methods which um, embody some of the methods which are used by nature itself. They are methods which um, have a level of abstraction which make them very, very, very powerful. And I was just thinking there, wouldn't it be great if there was a requirement for every um, piece of legislation to be vetted in such a way as for its mathematical comprehensibility. And I, what I'm thinking about comprehensibility is probably not the right word. A mathematical simplicity.
That would be a better word. So that, for instance, rather than having a 13.5% tax regime in certain instances, it would be 11%, or maybe 12.5%. 12.5% is very, very simple to compute. It is one-eighth of something. So you divide it by 2, divide it by 2, divide it by 2. So if it's 62, one-eighth of it, half of it is 31. Um, <laughs> a quarter is 15.5. So 12.5% of 62 is 7.75. Oh, yeah. But it would be actually simpler much, much simpler if rather than having 12.5%, we had 11%. Because then the computation can be done mentally. So you would have 62, and 11% of 62 is 6.82. That's it. 6.82. Much simpler. And in or about the same amount. I'll get back to this in a little while again. Shine Gurmahagat Agas Slan. Right, this is version 2 of Mathematics and Politics. And um, I'm just going to try something here because there are times when I, I'm i not exactly sure where I'm going. And of course that is the whole point of these recordings of these audio blogs is to just train me, for me to train myself to express whatever it is that I want to say as I say it. And um, at the end of the previous recording, I was basically talking about the ability to teach mathematics in such a way that a mental process was very, very much part of the mathematical training. And, you know, the politics of mathematics, that is something that has been... Issued, I think, is the word. I'm, 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 I'm. Um, I just have to stop this now for a moment. Oh no, I don't. It's something that has been um, taken out of the curriculum. This necessity for practicing mathematics mentally. I don't know how else you're supposed to do it. Unless um, we stop teaching mathematics completely and just train people to, to, to use computers to do mathematics. And even then, I don't know, because a computer won't do mathematics. A computer has to be used. It can, it can be used in a certain sense 
to do a certain restricted form of mathematics, but it cannot do all of mathematics. It, you know, training the mind to think mathematically. Um, and I, I don't mean mathematically in the sense. Um, Training the mind to think precisely, to think in an orderly fashion, and also to be able to take measured steps away from the apparent pathway towards perfection. Because that's basically what mental arithmetic is designed to do is it designed to train students, to train young people to be able to move away from the ordinary pathway of normal computation, if you want to call it like that, to be able to step out and, and just to feel around. And I mean, it's, it's, it's not easy to express the a precise differences between um, someone who practices natural comp what I call what I prefer to call natural computation it's the computation I believe that is used by nature at least part of it anyway as distinct from the highly um, artificial computation through the derivation of logical steps towards a particular result. And it's also a way, uh, it's, it's a way of thinking and a way of, of, of computing that would be much more um, familiar to people who have an experience in terms of software development and modern computational knowledge of that form because they would know that sometimes you just keep trying at trying something and trying something and then eventually you don't um, start off when you're trying to resolve a, co a, a computational process. You don't start off with a, 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 a program or a, a, an algorithm which works immediately the first time. You get a general outline, you get a, a general feeling for so how something works and then eventually you you shape it and you mould it and you design an algorithm. And the same thing can be true of um, natural computation. The same thing can be true of mathematics which includes the methodologies of Vedic mathematics. And, you know, there seems to be a, um, 
again, this is a political um, point, that there seems to be a feeling among the opponents of um, the introduction of Vedic mathematics that those who propose Vedic mathematics want them to take over from ordinary arithmetic. That's not true at all. That's not true at all. What is required is a is the introduction of Vedic mathematics as part of the standard curriculum. Rather than throwing out the existing systems, you introduce new systems. And I mean I understand why there is this resistance to uh, the introduction of Vedic mathematics and it's very much a political thing of, well, we already have this knowledge, you know, we have control of this knowledge. We are going to control the educational system. We are going to control the minds of students. Rather than we are going to educate students to the best ability possible, we're going to introduce as many different techniques as the students require. And again, I come back to the point that I have made over and over and over, and I will continue to make over and over again. And that is that um, maths is a complete failure. The current mathematical curriculum is an absolute failure. Fourteen to twenty years students are studying mathematics in many different forms in school and they lead, leave the educational system without being able to add, subtract, multiply or divide. Not a mind doing anything else mathematical. And, you know, it would appear that the political system doesn't see anything wrong with that. And one wonders, and I've had some discussions outside of the field of mathematics with people as to whether or not the educational system is deliberately dumbing things down, making things so that students need not study. And I know that there was some uh, remarks this year about oh, the, when the Leaving Cert results came out in Ireland and uh, so many, a thousand extra students got honours in the Leaving Cert. Of course they did. Because the exams were simplified. In other words, Things have gotten so bad that the powers that be, rather than improving the educational system, are disimproving it. What will happen next? I know this is this is way outside of what many or people may consider as being the core topic of what I wanted to talk about here. But I have to get these feelings out. And hopefully then 
get down to the deep principles. And I know I'm not going to get, get it on this, but get down into the deep principles of what I consider to be the important aspects of mathematics and politics, the important aspects of politics and mathematics. Shini Garbmahagat Agus Slan. Right, uh, this is version three of um, my recording on mathematics and politics. And this is actually version four, but I had made a mistake in the previous recording, so I said, I'd look, I'll record it again. And um, so th this is version three, all right. Um, I just want to talk a little bit about these recordings and the way that I'm structuring them is that I allow myself to make three recordings on a particular topic and I allow myself the freedom to say exactly what I want in whatever way I want and so on. And then um, I'm hopeful that I will, I, what I do is I record, I listen, record, listen, record, listen. And then I publish the three of them on my blog and, um, and that's it. But what I would be able to do over time is to come back onto them again and to see exactly if there are any nubs, nuggets of information, nuggets of knowledge, nuggets of structuring of thought and whatever else. And this is very much um, a Vedic a theme because there is, I think I mentioned this in some previous uh, there is a theme in, in, in Vedic science, Prakritim, or an expression in Vedic science, Prakritim Swam Abhastavya Visrajami Puna Puna. Curving back on my own nature, I create again and again. And that comes from the Bhagavad Gita. And it is basically describing how the process of creation is in terms of um, the process of creation. Creation is a self-referral process. Create a little bit, you come back, you create another bit. In other words, you, you, you walk out creation in that way. And um, it's something that um, on invincibility, Maharishi's absolute theory of defense, he talks about transcendental meditation as being the methodology of his Vedic mathematics. Now, I'm not going to get into too much in that sense, but all I would say is that it would be a great opportunity for all of our politicians to really, really get in touch with the... unified field of Ireland if they learned to meditate so that then they could get in touch with their own inner being, they could get in touch with the unified field, the transcendental level of the whole population of Ireland and they would then become great leaders very precise leaders. And our politicians need 
mathematics. They need the precision of mathematics. They need the discipline of mathematics. They need to realise that mathematics must be applied in Ireland, not just in Ireland, throughout the whole world, that mathematics must be applied with a great degree of compassion. And that is one of the things that we see that is missing from the application of mathematics, which, let's put it bluntly, is at this moment in time, uh, the, the main way that... that, that um, mathematics is, is, is applied in Ireland is in terms of taxes or in terms of charges. And, you know, all of these different charges that are being applied willy-nilly are being dreamed up by civil servants. And the Tachtari Doyle the messengers to the assembly are not standing up for their own people and saying enough is enough. It is about time that our educational system was changed so as to encourage students to think for themselves, so as to encourage students to come up with their own innovative solutions, to encourage students to come up with creative means of resolving problems. When I, when I talk about computation, I do not think of terms of a problem and a solution. I do not think in terms of, you know, the very simple concepts of we do our sums, we get right answers. There's no such thing as a right answer. There is a process which a student applies and they may get a correct answer or an incorrect answer. And oftentimes if they get an incorrect answer, there is more of an opportunity for teaching. There is more of an opportunity for a teacher to impart knowledge to a student than if the student gets correct answer all the time. Because the student can learn to take a step away from the common path and then to take a step back. They can learn. There are, within the, the, the field of Vedic mathematics, there are techniques which will allow a student to check their progress, to determine whether or not they are moving away from a correct answer. And oftentimes, these types of techniques are known about in the standard curriculum, but they are not used. And it is a great pity that this type of teaching is not encouraged within our schools. It's not encouraged by the Department of Education because it requires um, it requires a much much greater degree of skill than than that which is currently 
used by the education system. And I, I mean, when, when I talk about mathematics and politics, the one um, organization that I would have to mention, and I have to mention it again and again, and that's the National Council for Curriculum and Assessment, the NCCA. And unfortunately, that is an organization which should be disbanded in Ireland because it has done an enormous disservice to the mathematical educational system, to the whole educational system. And they seem to think that they can change the educational curriculum in whatever way they want. And when is the last time that a change in the educational curriculum was actually referred back to the parents. You know, our constitution guarantees parents their constitutional right, that the parents are the natural, well, the family, it says in the constitution, are the natural educators of our children, and their role must be primary. But unfortunately, within our educational system, their role is not primary. Changes are made to the educational system without consultation, without consideration of parents. And that is wrong. That is very, very wrong. And it's something that needs to be addressed. Parents own the educational system, not the other way around. And it's about time that politicians became aware of it and that parents became aware of it. Shini Karamagat Agus Slan.